baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Heavy on my son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Well, good evening, fellow MAGA extremists, and welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Very happy to have you with us this evening at your local liberal resistance headquarters, where we proudly champion the conservative principles that leftists absolutely hate. They just, you know, triggers them to the point of frenzy. You know, those things like limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. We're pleased to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach us at 316-869-1330. You can find me on email at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook and True Social at The John Whitmer Show, and of course, on Twitter or X, or until he changes the name again, it's Twitter, I guess, or X, whatever, at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. I would love to hear from you. We've got a great show planned for you this evening. Colonel Eric Bauer, who's a retired Marine Corps colonel, will be with us to explain why he says Biden's woke military policies are putting our servicemen and women at higher risk. Curtis Houck from Newsbusters will kick off our 8 o'clock hour I don't know if you saw this article from the Washington Post where Democrat insider David Ignatius called on Biden and Harris to withdraw from the race. My question for Curtis is, is this an outlier or are they finally starting to wise up across the aisle? I I cannot wait to hear his take on that. Political commentator Christian Watson will be with us to discuss the news this week that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called for a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden. We'll continue our local election candidate profiles with a conversation with three candidates for the Goddard School Board, all of whom are running because they believe serious changes need to be brought to USD 265. And I can tell you, having lived in the Goddard School District for years, having represented part of the Goddard School District in the Kansas House, They're absolutely right. It'll be a fascinating conversation with the three of them. And Leo Delperdang, the uh, chair of the House Energy Committee, will join us to discuss the recent news that KCC staff members now say Evergy's requested rate increase is far beyond what's justified. And, of course, we'll be taking your calls at 316-869-1330. So we've got a great show packed. We'll be taking calls all throughout the show, so make sure to give us a call. Andrew's here to take calls, so we'll look forward to talking with you as well. Um, I uh, I know we mentioned it. I I said it already at the top of the uh, at the top of the show. And every time we come back from a break, we remind you about the four principles upon which this show is founded. And when when I was asked to do the show, we're coming up on our five year anniversary. And when I was asked to do this show, I wanted to have sort of a core values for this program and and i i if i would ever run for office again they'd probably be the same values and they're those conservative principles of limited government individual liberty free enterprise and traditional values and unfortunately those core principles are you know things that i think have always been core values of america but if you ask the media and many on the left those principles are outdated They're antiquated. They're old-fashioned. And according to a recent Washington Post poll, they're on the decline. The Post and the 
Wall Street Journal have a new poll out that came out earlier this year, and according to the journal, created quite a bit of buzz detailing changes in what they say are America's values. The finding pointed out that according to them, the traditional American values, such as those that I already mentioned, and patriotism, religion, having children, and community involvement, have all been in decline. Now, that could be because younger generations aren't interested, or it could be because modern-day politicians are woke and are attacking America every chance they get. But if you look past the left-wing talking points, there is some good news for tradition of values in America within these polls. For example, the American ideal of individualism and personal responsibility is important to 91% of Americans in this poll. Hard work, which is at the core of American values and success, tops the list with 94% saying it's important to them. Now, that doesn't resonate well with leftists who believe in, you know, four-day work weeks and $30 an hour minimum wage, but 94% of Americans say it's important. 70% value marriage, and 65% value having children, which is kind of hard to do, I suppose, if you're transgender, but we'll leave that aside. But some traditions are sadly on the decline According to this poll, overall, 38% valued patriotism. And I suppose that, you know, makes sense when you have football players and soccer players who won't respect our national anthem. And it's down sharply from 70% as recent as 1998 when the Wall Street Journal first asked that question. Think of that, 40% drop in not that many years. The values of young Americans also look much different than their parents and grandparents. Just 23% of those aged 18 to 29 years old value patriotism compared to those 59% of those over 65. I'm not quite over 65, but I'm in that group. I value patriotism. The numbers are similar when it comes to religion. 39% say they find it important while 62% said the same back in 1998. I'm one of those who believes you have to have a fundamental basis of your life that's based in God, based in faith, because nothing else matters if you don't. But then again, I guess I'm apparently part of the 39. Stark differences in priorities also appear along party lines. When it comes to Republicans, 53% say religion is very important to them, compared with just 27% of Democrats. Looking at responses by age, some 31% of younger respondents say religion was very important to them, with that number 55% among those over 55. So the older you get, the more you value religion, the more you value and appreciate God. Maybe that's because you're closer to meeting him. I don't know. The poll also shows Americans growing much less tolerant. Four years ago, when the same questions were asked, 80% of Americans considered tolerance to be very important, and it is. That number has since plummeted to 58%. Now, perhaps this is due to the fact that tolerance has been used as a cudgel to force acceptance of fringe beliefs and lifestyles. Tolerance is no longer something that's encouraged, it's mandated. And when you force people to do things, i.e. masks and vaccines... People tend to reject it. Perhaps the reason behind this change is due to the messengers. Currently, America's messaging is often dominated by people of low character lecturing us on morality. Individuals unable to define gender dictating biology. Those who don't value life lecturing us on human rights. Or socialists lecturing us on economics. The decline in civil culture in American exceptionalism, should therefore be of great concern to all of us. And this should be the great challenge our nation faces. The loss of our common culture and the principles and beliefs that bind us together should be something that concerns all of us. We need to get back to a place where everybody appreciates the American idea, and before we're, like me, a Scottish-American or Asian-American or African-American, maybe we can just be Americans. 
This is a very unique place in the history of the world where no matter who you are, you have a quality of opportunity. You can pursue happiness. You can pursue your dreams. This should be our common goal. The United States as a country is losing its way and restoring American exceptionalism and fighting to preserve our ideals and our traditional values should be a priority for every patriot. We'll take a quick break, and then Representative Leo Delperdang will be joining us to talk about the recent news that KCC staff members now say Evergy's requested rate increase is far beyond what's justified. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Each day, we choose to take steps forward in the right direction, to put a smile on someone's face, to connect with friends, old and new. We look out for each other. We do life together. We are guided by principles that run as deep as the prairie roots. When we slow down to take it all in, we feel the rhythm of life that holds us together. This is our home, our heart. Simply put, at the end of the day, we are your family, your neighbors, your friends. We are Kansas. Medicare supplement rates worth talking about. Call today, 888-565-4199. Underwritten by Blue Cross Blue Shield Kansas Solutions. Not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. For costs and details of coverage, including exclusions, reductions, or limitations, and the terms under which the policy may be continued in force, call or write Blue Cross Blue Shield Kansas Solutions. Seven Clans First Council Resort and Casino is giving away $10,000 every Saturday in September. 10K Saturday. Earn points on your Seven Clans Players card and increase your chances to win one of five different $2,000 drawings every Saturday in September. There's just more at Seven Clans First Council Resort and Casino. More life-changing jackpots. More cash giveaways and more entertainment. Come play this Saturday and take away your share of 10 Seven Clans First Council Resort and Casino. Way 77 in Newkirk, where the winners play. Truck Stuff is gearing up against cancer. Come register your truck, Jeep, or really any vehicle with an early bird registration of just 20 bucks or 25 the day of the event, if there's any spots left, for our second annual Gearing Up Against Cancer event. All proceeds will benefit Victory in the Valley, so come sample Gearhead Coffee. It'll be on sale that day along with all Truck Stuff swag. Enter for great raffle prizes and help us vote for top winners to take home Truck Stuff gift certificates. Sign up today at Truck Stuff, 427 North Washington. Truck Stuff. The following is an actor portrayal. I was walking down to the basement when I discovered a mini Niagara Falls. Ugh, a burst pipe. I called Roto-Rooter. Their technicians came right out and fixed it in a jiffy. I'm Rita with Roto-Rooter Plumbers. Let my family go to work for your family. Reach us at Rooter.com or 263-AWAY. And away go travel down the drain. Come and enjoy a free birthday boil at Hook and Reel. Valid only with a minimum of a two-entree purchase, proof of ID, and also valid three days before and three days after birthday. Located in Town East parking lot, East Kellogg. I listen all day on the Odyssey app. Easy to get my news right on their app. You need to stay informed. The Odyssey app is awesome. I take it with me everywhere I go. Love the app. Download the Odyssey app and listen anywhere. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio, and make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page, and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to get all the latest updates on the show, and of course, give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316 316- Oh, that's just good. Electric Avenue. Nicely done, Andrew. I, I see where you're going with this. 
We'd love to hear from you. So the Kansas Corporation Commission has not made a final decision regarding a requested rate increase from Evergy yet, but the regulator did share an opinion from KCC staff members who say what the utility requested is far beyond what's justified. Yeah, okay, that's not breaking news to anyone who is going to have to pay those massive rate increases. With us now is Representative Leo Delperdang, who chairs the... It was, it was Energy Committee when I served on it. Now you guys gave it another hoity-toity lofty term. What's Leo, first off, welcome. And what's, the, what's the name of the committee? It's like it's still Energy Committee, but energy. it's Energy. we got utilities. Energy and utilities. And okay. we've got telecommunications. And tel- See, look at that. See, you, you become they chair, and they give it all kinds of new titles. Pouring it in. Yeah, yeah so, that's, so that's what happens. You give a guy a title, a, a chairmanship, and he changes the name. I see how it yeah. is. Um, so let's see. This uh, The Kansas Corporation Commission weighed in on the request. And they said, the regulator said, quote, in testimony filed with the commission this afternoon, staff's detailed financial audit of the company's income and expenses determined that an increase of $34 million was all that could be justified at this time. They were asking for $204 million. I mean, Leo, (laughs) And I don't even think they should get the thir- the thirty four. Frankly, their profit margins, as I understand it, are basically fifty percent profit. Yeah. Why should they get any more? They just got a jacked up from the winter storm two years ago, and this does not include the rate increase proposal for Panasonic. Correct. Right. Right. That was I had talked a while back to the uh, Sedgwick County GOP, and that's what I came up with. Revenues from twenty two. What I came up with was one point eight billion. And it was just a tad underneath nine hundred million as far as the net profits on it. So, if you know business or any companies, that's pretty high. And and I was very encouraged to and working with the KCC to get them to go audit the books and go through this and dig in. And said and done, like you said, it's a lot lower justification than what it was. If you do the thirty-four million that you brought up, that's about a one point six six percent increase. And I can almost see that due to Bidenomics uh, with the inflation. That's oh, but I thought bit. Bidenomics was working and everybody. Oh, absolutely. More, yeah, okay, absolutely. <laughs> but now the 1.66 is a little bit easier to swallow. And that's for the company's 736,000 central Kansas customer. That includes Pika, Pittsburgh, Wichita, Hutch, and a bust of other communities. But here's where it got a little more interesting. The company, and you can, you guys out there can check, have always been stouting a 9.77% increase on residential right, rates. Right, right. Okay. Um, I did a little math on that. You know what I'm like. But anyway, the, the 9.77, I did a calculation of the net increase for the residential rate payers. And you will also see from Evergy, it was $14.42 is what they said, kind of the average rate payer out there. Well, did you know that the legislature gets a report from the KCC each year as far as the amount of money brought in and, and so forth? If you do the math on that, it comes out to about 12.12% increase. It's not a 9.77. It's a 12% increase. So it, it just... We've got to call it what it is. And then meanwhile, up in the Kansas City area, Kansas City Metro, uh, they were totaling about $54.2 million after the after they were first going after it. Um, the company requested, first requested a 1.95% increase up in Kansas City Metro, or about $14 million up there. Um, but at one point during the proceedings here, there was actually an effort made to dismiss the rate proposals right, altogether. I saw that. I saw that. Altogether. It was because they backed out on their COVID relief on the pandemic. Did, monies and and stuff. none of this includes the additional rate increase that they're asking for for the Panasonic plant, correct? Okay. Funny I know. Great you, mind, funny that you would great say minds that. think alike. Yeah, funny that you would say that. So I had a, a really good call with Panasonic people on Friday, just a couple of days ago, and it kind of confirmed what I suspected. I have preached all along that infrastructure specific to the Panasonic plant is going to be paid for by Panasonic. It should be. But yet we're hearing through the media, no, that's going to come over to all of us in central Kansas because it's in DeSoto. That does fall in the central Kansas territory. Yeah, but why should Wichita ratepayers have to pay for rate increases for Panasonic's 
they should not. Thank you. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And per the highest level people I was talking with at Panasonic, they are being hit with a bill for Panasonic infrastructure. So if Panasonic's play, paying it, why is then Evergy trying to – are they double-dipping? Is that what they're – Or is it just the media that's portraying it? That's what I'm going to try and get through. And that really is not part of this rate case. It's no. a second rate case that's coming up in the very near future. So I, The whole thing – I mean, I, and I know that the media has done a pretty good job. I mean, Evergy has, has – which is rare for me to say the media has done a good job. But Evergy has faced quite a bit of backlash over all of this. From the public, from organizations, from businesses, even the school districts are now, you know, whining and complaining that they're mm-hmm. going to have major int- and they would. I mean, it would cost them more. They might have to dip into their superintendents, you know, ungodly super, uh, salaries. Well, school t- school districts, along with certain businesses and churches, they weren't looking. They were not looking at this nine or twelve percent increase. It was much higher, as twenty percent upwards right. of twenty five percent. It's all. It's all. But I mean, all this heat that Evergy is taking on this. Do mm-hmm. you think it's Evergy's doubled down. They're not backing off. They're saying we still need it, we still need it. Right. Where do you think this will end up eventually? Well, the next steps, we're going to have some cross-answering testimony. There's going to be some rebuttal from Evergy, which is already popping out there. Um, and we've got a potentially a settlement conference coming up to determine can Evergy and KCC and all, can we come to a con- conclusion on this thing? And so, I, I don't fault Evergy. Don't get me wrong. I don't... Uh, we need Evergy to be efficient. We need them sure. to be uh, profitable. We don't want them to take a loss. But at the same time, if it's reasonable, then the, like you said, that 1%, that seemed reasonable. It is when you consider the amount of inflation just recently. Sure, yeah. And I will say on Evergy's behalf, when they combined the two companies that formed Evergy five years ago, it was in the agreement, no rate increases for five years. So we knew this was coming. We just didn't expect that much coming right. up at us. Especially stuff. coming after the the debacle from 2021 from the winter storm. And then to come right behind it yep. with the Panasonic deal. It just seems like it's uh, ticky-tack and a little excessive, um, especially when you start digging into these numbers and you read about Evergy's trying to write off insurance, you know, private health insurance for executives and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, Things that's when you start going. Wait a minute. Why are you having to take ratepayer money to pay off your private executive health insurance plan? That's not something that ratepayers need to pay for. Right. That's exactly it. And you know, here's another question. It's and I've often wondered this, and it's completely separate here. But in the same vein that I don't think school districts should be able to use taxpayer money to lobby legislatures, mm-hmm. why does an energy company get to use taxpayer dollars? in that they're using ratepayer dollars to lobby the legislature. That's a really good question. And maybe there needs to be some statutes against I mean, it's, just, it's one of those things, because I know they have yes. lobbyists. Yeah, they do. They and, have a, they it, have you know, several. they're using money that comes from ratepayers. So technically, it's no different than yeah. USD 259, the Wichita Public Schools, who just hired another lobbyist. Yes, they did. They're using taxpayer money to, to lobby taxpayers for more taxpayer money. There is that a should there. be illegal. There is a parallel. So... I also looked at in in June, now going back just a couple months, in June, Kansas ranked fourth in rates per kilowatt hour. We were at 13.54 cents for residential customers. Is this high, uh, the fourth well, lowest or fourth highest? It was, well, the fourth from the top. Okay, so high. The leader was Minnesota at 15.5 cents, followed by Iowa at 15 cents, and Missouri at 14.28 cents. So we were basically number four from the top of yeah, and Missouri is her serviced by whom again? Oh, that's right, um, Evergy. Yeah, there you go. So, so where does it stand now? Where do we go here? They've got they, they we're waiting for the final ruling, basically from KCC. Yeah, once they rule, that's it. Whatever they come up with, there's no appeal process at that point. It's done. Yeah, and we're talking probably December, maybe dipping over into January okay. before this gets done. Well, if yes. people want to, if they want to connect with you, obviously you're, as chair of that committee, mm-hmm. you're in a powerful position. If they want to reach out, if they want to stay in touch, it's Delperdang for Kansas, F-O-R, Kansas.com. Delperdang right? for Kansas is the website, or I've, uh, you can reach me on my email up at the legislature. Yeah, Leo, I was going to say, don't give them your cell phone. <laughs> Leo.Delperdang at house.ks.gov. Brother, I appreciate you. We need another cigar night at your house. Yes, we do. All right, I'll hold you to the it. The weather's getting nice. Uh, well, I'll hold you to it. We'll be taking your calls coming up a little while, but in the meantime... 
Coming up after the break, we'll continue our local election candidate profiles with a conversation with three candidates from the Goddard School Board, all of whom are running because they believe serious changes need to be brought to USD 265. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Wichita's oldest Italian restaurant is Savut's Italian Restaurante. Enjoy authentic Italian dishes, a cocktail in the Stick and Rudder Club, or dine on the patio. Savut's Italian Restaurante, since 1944, 3303 North Broadway, open Thursday through Sunday for dinner. At Omni Business Center, we strive to provide the Omni experience, a higher level of service for our tenants and their guests. But we also want to remind people of our flexible membership plans. Businesses that want a branch office or people just working from their home, you get the full-time Omni experience without the full-time office. Nobody knows you don't have the biggest suite in the building. Just give us a call at 689-FLEX. That's 689-FLEX or just come on by. Omni Business Center just west of Town East Square. Omni, your home away from home office. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969. We pride ourselves on our great pizza and personal service. We treat all of our customers like family. Pizza John's, 208 South Baltimore. Purveyors of round meals and flat snacks. Order your Pizza John's today. Mr. Electric's hand-picked team of licensed, certified, and background-checked electricians love what they do every day. For them, it's not a job. It's passion for getting out every day and fixing homeowners' electrical problems. Doing electrical work right the first time and knowing that they have the power to make things better for you and your family. That's Mr. Electric. Schedule an on-time appointment by visiting MrElectricWichita.com. Brought to you by Rusty Eck Ford. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Stevens House Republicans ramping up an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. New York GOP Congresswoman Elise Stefanik on Fox News Sunday. Take a look at what House Republicans have uncovered. We've uncovered, uncovered dozens of LLCs by uh, Biden family members, including over $20 million, some of which came in while Joe Biden was vice president. So this is about Joe Biden and really answering valid concerns regarding corruption and national security. President Biden denies any wrongdoing. Thousands of United Auto worker members remain on strike. The reason we're in this situation right now is because all three of the big three companies chose to wait. They chose not to negotiate for the eight weeks we had. We started this back in July and we told them then don't wait till the last minute or you're going to find yourself in a bad position. UAW head Sean Fain on CBS's Face the Nation. America's listening to Fox News. Quiet weather to take us through the evening hours with clear skies. Upper 50s expected for lows by early Monday morning. Southeast winds will develop at 5 to 10. Sunny and breezy on Monday. South winds 10 to 20 and gusty. Highs in the upper 80s. Could have a couple of thunderstorms Monday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. So you have a smart speaker? Tell it to play KNSS radio. This is Carrie Lake and you're listening to the John Whitmer Show on KNSS. 
live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Well, we've had a tumultuous couple of years, to say the least, when it comes to Kansas schools, where schools are closed. Some districts are still now considering incorporating several controversial topics like critical race theory into their curriculum. Others, like Wichita Public Schools, have it as approved curriculum, but quote-unquote, they don't teach it. And local school districts are therefore finally drawing the attention they deserve Four of the at-large USD 265, rather, Goddard School Board seats are contested with a number of solid conservative candidates who are opposed by their hand-picked liberal candidates that the KNEA and the KASB would rather have in their stead, who will follow the dictates of those organizations and rubber stamp whatever the superintendent tells them to. And they're definitely opposed by certain other candidates. We'll get into that in a few minutes. We had... Three of them with us. Unfortunately, one of them has had to step out for a family emergency. But with us now are Ginny Ely and Rachel Murphy. Guys, thank you for joining us this evening. I appreciate you guys joining us this evening. Thank you for, for being here. Thanks, thank John. you for having us. And, and Titus had to sneak out, huh? He did. He had a family emergency. He just got a call. So well, that's okay. We, we, we stuck with us. Him. Well, and, and I talk. I had a chance to talk with Titus before, so mm-hmm. I can. I'll speak for him to the extent that I can. But he was solidly conservative. It was a great conversation. He got here early, and I had a great chance to talk with him. And I think Titus would be a fantastic addition to the to the Goddard School Board. I didn't ask him this question, but I'll ask you guys. I don't. I know you just mentioned Ginny that. You really have never run for office. Have you ever run for office? I've before? never run for office. So this is new. why? Why? I mean, why? What prompted you to? Because I know what running for school boards are like. I know what Justin Henry, who's the supervisor, who's the superintendent out there, is like. He will turn nasty when when he gets if he gets nervous. Um, why expose yourselves to running for office? And that's a really great question, John. Um, I'm a mom of four. Um, three of my kids are in Goddard schools right now. Um, And when we moved, we were looking at different communities where we wanted to be. Goddard was high on my list. Um, And why? It was because I was a teacher in Wichita. um, And I knew that I didn't want to stay in Wichita Public Schools. And so we focused on Goddard. Um, And, you know, with that move, I've seen a lot, a lot of changes. We moved right out prior to COVID uh, and the shutdown that happened. Um, And I feel like we were fortunate um, in being able to keep our kids in school as much as possible. Um, but I don't, there were a lot of things that I didn't like and that I didn't have a voice. And so Rachel, myself and Titus, um, and several other parents got together and, uh, formed a group, Goddard Parents for Choice. Um, and that really was uh, trying to give voices to the voiceless. Um, in fact, I had a, a gal yesterday come up to me and say, thank you so much for all the work that you did then. Um, because again, they were too afraid to maybe come out and say things. Um, oh, we yeah. were challenging it's, it's the board. We were challenging the different things that they were implementing in schools. And as someone with an education background, kids need to be in school. They need to see each other face to face. They need to be able to see reactions um, in, in person. That is the best learning environment for our kids. So that's a big, you know, propelling factor to me uh, running for office. Today. And it's so important. You know, my mother was a teacher before she passed. My sister's a teacher. Our daughter-in-law is a teacher. And so often, I think the left loves to demonize people who run against school boards, who run for the state, you know, state house or the state senate or run for governor if they're a Republican as anti-teacher. And none of this is anti-teacher. It's pro-parent. It's pro-kids. It's pro-education. And it's pro-teacher. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the reason that I'm running. I'm like Jenny. I have four kids. 
none of mine are in school. I, I was done. At least I thought I was. <laughs> Until all of a sudden we were coming up against the mask and I was seeing how our parents were saying they did not have a voice. So I started attending the school board meetings. And what I saw there is concerned parents about the very beings that they brought into this world and not feeling like they had any say over what was happening with their kids. And we could see down the road what was coming, right? That was the mask, but we knew what it was going to be, right? Right, whatever the next thing is. Whatever the next thing is. It's that mindset that says we know better than you. Absolutely. And I watched our current board get on their phones. I watched them basically ignore what these parents were pouring out their hearts for. And I thought, okay, where is the disconnect that the very people who are electing the people to represent them doesn't sound anything like what we're seeing in politics, right? Are not being heard or represented. And not only that, they're being shamed for standing up. Well, it's because the boards, I mean, if I, I know someone who went through KS, uh, KS, Kansas Association of School Boards mm-hmm. training. And uh, she told us all about it. When they go to the training, the KASB essentially tells them, listen to your superintendents, do what your superintendents tell you. The parent, don't listen to the parents, do, you know, whatever, basically rubber stamp, whatever. It's a whole machine that's designed to propagate itself. It's not designed to empower parents. I don't rubber stamp anything. That's why I would vote. Well, actually, my <laughs> wife and I, my wife and I live in the Goddard School District wow. and we will be voting, which is one of the reasons why. But the, you're, I mean, this is absolutely right. And the other thing that has frustrated me, and I know I've had the conversations with Justin Henry, who's the superintendent out there. And I remember one thing, you know, back in the day, this is when I was in the legislature, and it was all about money. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with a school board member, I'll, I'll say his name, Kevin McCorder. And I had a conversation with him, one of the most toxic people I've, I've ever had the displeasure of, of having a conversation with. And it was money, 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 money. Yep. And I tried to have the conversation with him about standards and, and performance, and the more money you throw at it, it doesn't matter. So finally I just said to him, I said, Kevin, let me ask you this. If I could write you a blank check, if Sam Brownback could write you a blank check, what would be the number? And he actually said the, the quiet part out loud. He said, it'll never be enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the mindset. They, so I guess my next question for the two of you is, you know, we keep throwing more and more and more money at these school districts. Do you believe, I've seen the Goddard School Board, I've started the school district's budget. Do you believe that they're adequately funded? So I want to address a couple things. So one of the things when I decided to do this is I looked at what Dr. Henry has paid. And he is actually one of the top superintendents that is paid compared to everybody else. Yeah, he's but yet well our paid. scores, and, and we have great graduation rates, right? 90%. Yeah, but so if you graduate like kids that aren't career and college exactly. ready. Then... We, so at Goddard High School, out of 10, we rank four. Ugh. Eisenhower does a little better and ranks six out of ten. But if you do the A, B, C, D, F, what are, what are we ranking? Well, like so where are we at? According to the Kansas Department of Education's most recent 2022 study, 23 percent of Goddard students are below grade level in reading. 26 percent are below grade level in math. 30 percent are below grade level grade level in science. So and then right you there, have to wonder, what about civics? Right. Where are the, well, do they? Not, they don't even grade It that. doesn't yes. even grade that, right. right? So there's, and yet you're right, they graduate well. And that's what they always go to. Well, we, mm-hmm. gra- we have high graduation rates. But again, if you're graduating students that then have to have remedial everything. Everything. Then you're, so you're graduating kids that aren't ready to graduate. Exactly. And that, from what I understand, and, and like I said, I've never done this before, right, John? But what I understand that. That's what the school board is there for, is to make sure that the people that we put in charge are getting the most, the, the grades, the, the graduation rates, the, the life skills and the education that they're getting paid for. We're paying Dr. Henry all this money. Where's our results? We're talking with uh, Ginny Ely and Rachel Murphy, who are running for the Goddard School Board. Rachel, I mean... I, do you feel that, that Goddard's sufficiently adequately funded? I sure do. I mean. <laughs> you know, John, um, money doesn't answer 
all the problems. Um, and I, I experienced that as a classroom teacher. Um, you know, it just money doesn't solve all the problems. Um, ramping up rigor hasn't solved the problems either. Uh, having hands-on learning hasn't solved all the yeah. problems. And I'm not yeah. here to preach and say I know what's going to solve the problems, but I'm telling you throwing more money at it is not working because we've been doing that for years. And that's the perspective from a teacher. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back. And I want to talk about some of the, the policy decisions that have been made in Kansas schools and where you guys feel on that, okay? Awesome. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We'll be back right after this. Hey, you know what? Homeland Construction Services is absolutely changing the game when it comes to outdoor living in Kansas. If you dream about an outdoor kitchen, covered patio, a deck, or a poolside cabana that gives you the freedom to control the sun and Kansas elements from your smartphone, then Homeland Construction has a solution you need to see to believe. Contact the Homeland team today at homelandcs.com or call 832-9901. See for yourself what true outdoor living should be. McCurdy Real Estate and Auction is proud to present our September 21st multi-property live stream auction event with online-only bidding. The auction features 36 properties and will take place on McCurdy.com at 5.30 p.m. Thursday, September 21st. Our multi-property auctions provide a unique opportunity to bid on great single-family homes and rental investment property. Make sure and visit the open house where all properties will be open to view and tour this Sunday, September 17th from 1 to 5 p.m. For details and pictures of all 36 properties, visit McCurdy.com where our favorite word Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Tired of that constant dripping? Superior Plumbing is here to help. Our parts department stocks only genuine top quality parts for repairs that last. Brands like Kohler, Delta, and American Standard faucets, water heaters, toilets, and more. Whether you're a trade professional or a DIYer, we have licensed plumbers on hand to help. Superior Plumbing will come a-running because we care, treat you fair and square. And our name says it all superior. Grandpa, are you okay in there? Billy, the shower head, it's broken. Get the phone book, we need a plumber. What's a phone book? Grandpa, we have the internet. Let me search for one. All right, you know, back in my day... Here, look at this. Bowers Plumbing, they do it all. 4.9 stars on 1,200 reviews. Plus, they've been serving Wichita since 1955. Bowers Plumbing, huh? What's their number? 316-263-1011. Or more information is on their website at BowersPlumbingCompany.com. So first, my car started making this weird sound every time I put it in drive. Then, after a while, it stopped going forward. But hey, it still works in reverse. For what good that does me. When your transportation becomes unreliable, take it to Bob's Transmissions. Over the years, Bob's Transmissions has had a steady stream of customer referrals. Just ask any of their customers and they'll tell you to take it to Bob's Transmissions. Domestic or foreign, classic to new. Bob's Transmissions, 1900 North Broadway or call 267-0764. Wichita's home of the Chiefs, KNSS. What it is, this is Tyrus from Fox News and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Well, from breaking news to severe weather updates, KNSS is always here for you. Let's keep it that way, all right? Make sure that you text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in cars. And while you're at it, while you're, while you're at it, too much coffee, too much coffee. While you're at it, keep me on the air. Like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Is the best ways to stay up to date with all the latest show updates. 
With us still is uh, Jimmy Ely and uh, Rachel Murphy. I almost said Titus, but you know he's probably listening. He's, he's listening in his car. Um, from who are running for the Goddard School Board, Ginny? Let me ask you, you. You mentioned you're a teacher, or you were a teacher. I was. Why aren't you a teacher anymore? I'm really curious about this. You were a teacher at Wichita Public Schools. I was. I, I taught for six years. Um, grew up always wanted to be a teacher, and finally fulfilled that dream after ten years of, of school. I was a single mom to three, put myself through school, um, night school, and then taught for six. And the kind of the, the icing on the cake for me um, was I had I had a, a young student. I taught um, elementary school. Um, and this, this particular student had a very, very traumatic year um, and was no longer with uh, biological parents. Um, and I'm sure it came from a place of, of wanting to have some control over their choices and she, biological female, wanted to be identified as a male. And at 10 years old, mm. knowing what she had gone through, I morally could not do that. Well, at 10 years old, they don't know what they, I mean, come on. No. And so, you know, I went for support. I went to the people I was supposed to go to saying, hey, I have a conflict here. Um, and I was basically told, do it or don't come back. Get out by your district. By my district. What by my did, building. What yes. did the KNEA? What did the teachers' union say to this? Honestly, at that point, John, I was so checked out. I didn't go anywhere else. Okay. Um, I finished. This was around spring break um, of my final year, and I had already written my notice by that point. It was just affirmed for me that uh, I was no lot. Education was not for me any longer. You know, it's just this. It doesn't surprise. And I asked that question. I'm I'm fairly certain I know what the answer would have been. I doubt the union would have backed you. Oh, probably not. No, I, against the district. And you know, this is and it begs the question. And it kind of dovetails nicely into what I was going to ask: is where do you guys stand on some of the changes that the legislature has had to do? And really, it's sad that they've had to do it with the protection of women and girls' sports and some of the other things. You know, it, it's a sad state of affairs that that Topeka. Is having why should they even have to do this kind of stuff? But when you have a governor that is taking the radical steps that she's taking, and certain districts that are saying no, we're going to have allow boys and go into women's locker rooms and and whatnot, and and I mean, I think I'm glad that the legislature did that. Do you have any issues with that? Because I know there are administrators at districts that don't like it. A hundred percent. I when my daughters were in school, I wanted to know that they were safe that they were in a locker room where they were safe, first of all, to change and do what they needed to do. And also that all the energy, all the skin in the game, all the time that they put into their sport, their craft, that they were going to be up against somebody who was like them. I'm sorry, you cannot change biology because you want to change it on a piece of paper or any other way. Girls' sports are for girls. Yeah, it, period. It's, it's pretty straightforward, and and it does. No matter how much you want to deny it, or change it, or think about it, or pretend, there's a biological difference. Science is what science is, and I think it's ironic that the people who spent two years telling us to trust the science are now the ones saying, "Don't trust the science. Yeah, science. Just ignore yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just ignore that." Um, let me ask you, this recently came again through actions of the legislature. For 50 years, serving on school boards in Kansas meant basically hours of work for no pay. Now a recent change in state law allows school boards to decide whether to pay their members, and if so, how much do you support using taxpayer dollars to pay school board members, or what are your thoughts on that? As a former teacher, absolutely not. <laughs> That money could be way better allocated who are educators or in the classroom uh, getting additional teachers so that they're not overwhelmed with having 32 kids in a room. Absolutely not do board members need to have compensation. Rachel, not. you feel the same way? A absolutely. I'm doing this because of where I stand and what I believe, not because of a paycheck. And I think if you change that, people's motivations are going to be wrong. And Jenny's right. We're already not giving our kids in the classroom in Goddard what the average student gets. We're already $2,000 below that average. Now we want to take more money right. out of the classroom, make the teachers responsible for more, and give our kids less opportunities. So, no, I'm with Jenny 100%. Well, and again, I, none of us, you know, when we talk about school funding, the left loves to demonize any Republicans who say we want to cut spending. No, we don't. We just want more of that money going into the classroom where it belongs instead of being spent on 
you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollar a year superintendents or Taj Mahal buildings. Let's put it in a classroom where it belongs. Let's pay teachers more. Let's make sure that they get paras. Let's sure they get all the assistance they need and put it in the classroom. Maybe we don't need to have you know, a, a super duper heated football field or something like that. Let's put it in the classroom where it belongs. And I think that's really what this comes down to. Um, a couple of quick questions I do want to ask. I know Titus and I talked about it before we started. Goddard just recently raised property taxes, the Goddard School Board, 18% in order to do. I, if you guys had been on the school board, would you have voted for that? Because that's a huge 18% property tax increase is massive. Not without uh, results of where that money's going. We're already throwing so much money in there, and nothing's changing. We would not have the rates that we have for reading and mathematics if we were actually concentrating on the students instead of just throwing money into people's pockets. Jenny, would you have voted for that? I know uh, one of your opponents is, I mean, we, I, I kind of glossed over the, the, the transgender issue, but Liz Hammer is one of those who's running against you. She is one of the most radical leftists uh, when it comes to this issue in particular. I know she crisscrosses the state pushing for gender ideology, LGBT, and, and I know lesbians and gays who oppose the transgender stuff because it's so fringe. We have to make sure that we elect conservatives. If folks are interested if they want more information about your campaigns if they want to help you or donate or volunteer what's the best way to get in touch with you on facebook facebook for me as well um, and how I, do they find you so jenny ely for school board um is my facebook spell page. it out so oh i know yep, yep. jenny is spelled funny it's a g-i-n-n-i-e and last name e-l-y ely and rachel they, I have not created a page yet, but they can just find me, Rachel Murphy, on Facebook. Okay, I, and Titus, I know you can find him as well. Um, I, I, the, you guys, and I will share some links on the Joe Whitmer Show Facebook page, because if we could get four seats on that school board, not that Justin Henry needs to be fired necessarily, yeah. but there just needs to be some some changes. There needs to be some conservative, practical accountability. That's exactly it. And I think it, that's the key is if you know if we're going to spend this kind of money, if you're going to then we need to have some accountability and that has to start with student achievement and performance. Ladies, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Best of luck. Thank you. I know my wife and I'll both be voting for you and Titus. So, best of luck. We'll take a quick break and then Curtis Haupt from Newsbusters will be with us to discuss whether or not David Ignatius's article is the truth, and they're actually going to start calling for Joe Biden to drop out of the race. We'll be back right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 